On today's episode of the Retirement Playbook on 960 Digital, we'll talk about the tax sale of a generation. We'll talk about the 2018 tax cuts that took place under the Republican Congress and President Trump in late 2017. I'm Marcus Warren, financial advisor, tax enrolled agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks. Let's get on to the show. Cause I'm the tax man. All right, so one of the things that I've been saying in workshops and seminars is that tax rates in the future have to be dramatically higher than they are today, or we can go broke as a country. I mean, how else are we going to pay for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and interest on the national debt, amongst other things? The pushback that I've received is that some people will point to this recent reduction in taxes and say, hey, Do you really know what you're talking about? You have been saying that tax rates are going to go up. However, tax rates just went down. And so in their mind, the urgency of our message is somehow weakened. But let me take you back to a simple four-letter word, people. Math. We are in deep debt, and we just pumped over $2.2 trillion in stimulus into the economy with talks of even more. So our $22 trillion debt that we have jumped up to about $25 trillion in a matter of months. And the math shows that the bill will eventually have to be paid. There's a gentleman named David Walker that I talk about, and he's the former, what I call CPA of the USA. And he once said that we have to either double taxes, reduce spending, or some sort of combination of the two in order to remedy our country's fiscal problems. All right, so um, what did we do with this latest tax cut? Number one, I'm all for lower taxes. As long as there is at least some sort of drop in spending, and we haven't seen that, because we just lower taxes, but we also increase spending by, one point, by $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years just to pull it off. That's why they're temporary, by the way. Um, so all that really means is that the fix on the back end is going to be even more severe, even more aggressive than what it already was. So that's the problem. We basically did exactly the opposite of what we should have done. However... There's opportunity when there's chaos and trauma and drama. There's opportunity. So what's the opportunity? Well, we know for we know for example that uh, I talk about moving from the tax deferred bucket to the tax free bucket. But the cost of admission of getting to the tax free bucket is that you have to be willing to pay a tax. You're going to have to either pay the tax now, or you're going to have to pay the tax later. So the question that we all should be asking ourselves as we approach retirement is simply this. Should we proactively pay those taxes by doing things like Roth IRAs, what does she got, Roth 401ks, Roth conversion, life insurance, retirement plans, uh, other stuff too. But, or should we postpone the payment of those taxes until some point much further down the road, hoping and keeping our fingers crossed and praying to the tax gods that taxes will be lower than they are today? Well, let me start off by saying this. It used to be that I would tell people, hey, look, 
in some distant, unknowable time in the future, maybe 10 years from now, taxes are likely to go up. We don't know exactly how high we've been told that they could possibly double, but we just don't know when. Well, guess what? Now, the tax code, this tax reduction that we just received, it has an expiration date. And we now know the year and the day when tax rates will go up so it's no longer up in the air. So all of the uncertainty and doubt, it's been removed from the equation. So we now have the ability to understand what tax rates are today and where we fit in that tax scenario that we always talked about. And we know exactly where they're going to be in 2026. But what we don't know is where they're going to be in 2027 and beyond. So if the U.S., if we're just accumulating more debt in the short term to give everyone these tax breaks, that simply means that in order to recoup, in order to fix this debt that we've been talking about, in order to fix that, the government's going to have to be a lot more aggressive and more egregious in the ways that they fix it 2026 and beyond. We're going to do our taxes and we're going to do them right. Because the IRS is coming and they're brimming for a fight. Oh, we're going to do our taxes and I think we'd all agree that doing our taxes yearly is what keeps us safe and free. All right, so let's dig into this just a little bit and talk about the opportunity. What is the, um, what's the opportunity here? So um, most people have the majority of their assets in what we call that tax-deferred bucket, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, company retirement plans. And when you pull money out of those retirement plans, because you got tax deferral along the way, you didn't have to pay taxes along the way, you have to pay taxes when you pull money out of those things. And what tax rate do you have to pay? It's called ordinary income. And that basically means whatever tax rates are at the time, that you have to pull that money out. Well, Marcus, I am not going to pull my money out. Well, too bad. You're going to eventually have to because by the time you reach age 72, you're going to have what's called required minimum distributions and you have to pull that money out because the IRS wants to get paid. And so we also need to understand what the opportunity is for those who are looking to systematically reposition those highly uh, tax-deferred investments to tax-free. So like I said, you're either going to have to pay the piper now or you're going to have to pay the piper later. The reason why deferral has been so big these days is simply because that's just what we've been told to do. Defer, defer, defer. Uh, they don't want to pay a tax today. Uh, people don't want to pay a tax today. They just, uh, you know, only to regret it later, thinking that we've been told that tax rates are going to be lowered down the line but we know that that's not always the case. And so when we're talking about shifting money from the taxable bucket to the tax deferred bucket, there's a general rule of thumb. And we're going to talk about tax brackets here. So the general rule of thumb goes like this. Basically, as you're positioning money, you don't want to bump yourself up into a higher tax bracket. But 
you want to stay, and not but, but and you want to stay in your current tax bracket, especially if you're going to do things like Roth conversions. So I'm going to give you an example, and we may get in the weeds here. I'm going to give you a lot of numbers, but just bear with me. Write it down. Rewind this audio, whatever you need to do, but listen to me right here. I'm going to give you an example. So let's say that you have income, and you're in the 12% tax bracket, by the way. That 12% tax bracket maxes out in 2019 for a couple who files jointly at $78,950. So let's say that your taxable income, which is line 43 on your tax return, say it's $50,000 and you're in the 20 and you're in the 12% tax bracket. Our recommendation would be that you better not let a year go by that you're not maxing out that 12% tax bracket. So what does that mean? Your taxable income is $50,000. The top of that bracket is $78,950. You should be systematically repositioning to a Roth IRA that difference, which is $28,950 each year because you want to stay in that 12% bracket, right? Because if you convert more than that, it's going to bump you up in the next bracket and that next bracket is a 22% tax bracket, almost double that 12% tax bracket. So we want to make sure that if we're telling you to uh, double your tax rate in the name of getting to a tax-free retirement, we haven't done you a good service. So we're always going to work within your tax bracket. So let's talk about that 22% tax bracket. Say that you are in that 22% tax bracket already. And that bracket starts at $78,951, but it ends at $168,400. So let's say that your taxable income, line 43, is $100,000. Remember, the top of that tax bracket is $168,400. So you, your taxable income is $100. You have $68,400 of space before you hit that next tax bracket. And so if you believe that that tax rate is the lowest you're likely to see in your lifetime, then you would max out your conversions to the tune of that $68,400 each and every year until you get all that heavy lifting done or until we hit 2026. But there's more. But wait, folks, there's more. There is a sweet spot in the 2019 tax code. And that sweet spot is basically between now and before the tax rates expire at the end of 2025 going into 2026. And that's the 24% tax bracket. So stay with me here again, people. What if we said, hey, you're in the 22%, you're in the 22% tax bracket. How about we bump you up to the 24% tax bracket? And you might say, why would we do that? But did you know that the 24% tax bracket goes from $168,401 all the way up to $321,450 for a married couple that files jointly? So for 2% more, you can shift an extra $153,000 into the tax-free bucket. So you can protect an extra $153,000 from the impact of rising taxes in the future by taking advantage of that 24% tax bracket today. In other words, if as good as you're ever going to experience in your lifetime is 22% in the 24% tax bracket, uh, then why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Believing, how we believe, that tax rates are going to go up in the future. Think about that. 
Because I believe strongly that come 2027, 2029 and beyond, we're going to look back at the 22 and the 24% tax bracket and say, damn, that was the deal of the century. And so every year that goes by where we fail to take advantage of these historically low tax rates is potentially a year that you're going to be forced to pay the highest tax rates down the line when they expire at the end of 2025. Think about this, though. Put more numbers to it. If you convert it up to that 24% tax bracket, that $321,450 of taxable income, if you tried to pull that off in 2017, or if you try to pull it off after these tax rates expire or beyond that, that's going to put you or would put you in that 33% tax bracket. So what does that mean to you? That means that it would have cost you an extra $16,000 per year to be able to pull off a, the, the exact same Roth conversion. Think about that. And I'll let you think about that for a few seconds here. Oh, they're gonna do their taxes, but I think I'm gonna pass. The taxman can just take this form and shove it up his ass. All right, so basically what I'm saying here is that we are in the midst of a tax sale. And we know exactly when that tax sale is going to be over. So I would encourage you to take a look at your situation and say, and ask yourself, do you truly believe deep down in your soul that the tax rates today are going, are going to be the lowest that you pay throughout the rest of your life? And if they are, then it only makes sense to take advantage of these low tax rates now. And remember this, though, when it comes to shifting money to tax free, it all comes down to do you think that tax rates in the future are going to be higher than they are today? I can't say that enough. It used to be that we thought uh, that tax rates were going to go up, but, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly when I couldn't tell you exactly how much, but we had some ideas. But now we know and we know how much we know exactly the year and the day when it's going to happen. And we know exactly what the tax rates are going to go up to. It's going to revert back to what it was pre-2018. And we have a six-year period to make the change. Of course, I think that you should stretch that tax liability over that time. Do it efficiently and systematically. Get all the heavy lifting done before 2026 when tax rates are going to go up. In my opinion... They will never be as low as they are today. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah.